Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, come on, England, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. Hot and nervous. Jimmy Campbell. Lions, please. Peter Donaldson. We're going to hammer them. Isn't it hot, guys? <laughs> We started the show twice because I didn't click record. Oh. It's so hot, my brain has melted, and my usual professional demeanour has <laughs> slipped from me somewhat. <laughs> like it's a snake un- skin. It's most unlike you, Peter. I know, um, right? It, does, does anyone here know whether it's the outside temperature making us hot, <laughs> or the fire burning in our hearts for England later? I've uh. got a fire in my heart for you. They, they wouldn't be very happy with that, would they? The Super Fairies. Being patriotic Being well. But who cares? The man don't give a flip. Yeah, they're not here. Uh, we are, well, still. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about England later on in the show. Yeah. We have to start with the uh, the tactical whiz man that is uh, <laughs> Roberto Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. How about that, The Billy Wiz of tactics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, often derided. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. no, he's still not getting any credit, is he? Really? No. <laughs> I feel really. I feel sorry. Often for derided yeah. from from, from by, Luke Moore by several members of this parish. Not <laughs> I. No, me. Yeah, I, I think that I've probably been the the most stringently critical of him. Mm. You've got to hand it to him. Yeah, Switch you have to, to hand all of it to him. Well, <laughs> what he was always very good at doing um, at Wigan and Everton was 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 the attacking side of the game, getting that getting that working very well. And he's got such a wealth of talent there, particularly everywhere. Uh, <laughs> that it's, it's almost like the defence can take care of itself 
So mm. they don't. But Jim, have two, his... two of the Belgium have just beaten Brazil, and two of their midfield players were Nasser Chadli and Marouane Fellaini. There has to be some sort of tactical. <laughs> did yeah. did yeah. anyone see Marouane Fellaini playing like that though? In a quarterfinal, no. I, I would say. I mean, I've got. To, I've got to be honest and say, Martinez got it right yesterday, and, and they looked really, really good, especially in the mm. first half. And buoyed by a unplayable performance by Romelu Lukaku, it was one yeah. of the best forward performances in the World Cup. Oh, I can remember his, his build-up play for oh, the second. Goal he's on for the golden ball, amazing. And rightly so. If, mm. they, if they win the tournament, then fair enough. I mean, I mean, him, Hazard, and De Bruyne all stepped up, but um, Fellaini. I mean, again, as you've alluded to, guys, was was decent and and is such a danger in both penalty areas. Mm, yes. yeah. We talked about Uruguay being strong in both penalty areas, obviously with different players. Um, Fellaini, I mean, he seems to send like otherwise experienced good defenders like mad. Yeah, but, but, yeah. But, but, with just the, the, the prospect of what he might. They're do. sort of <laughs> taken back to the schoolyard or, or back to like Sunday League, and they go, "Oh God, he's massive!" Yeah, and they just lose any well, kind of. Uh, tactics in Some, their brain. The support staff at Brazil, the first thing they needed to do this morning was just knock on Miranda's door and check he's all right because he's been pulled all over the place by Lukaku oh, all game. Yeah. And, he's, and, and, he's had, and he's a man who's spent a lot of time in the same penalty area as uh, Marouane Fellaini. Indeed, yeah. It can be a troubling experience. <laughs> the match was very open from the start. Yeah, I suppose, I I suppose, see that happening. No, I suppose the, um, the surprise for me was... Well, not really. Actually, I, I thought there was going to be more than three goals. I think when I saw the mm. when you saw the first kind of twenty minutes or something, you thought this could be a four three or mm. something. But then, of course, Belgium uh, quite rightly played very um, defensively and and just shut up shop a bit yeah. more in the second half. That was a masterclass as well, the way they did that and having yeah. Lukaku as an outlet with De Bruyne and Hazard, the players to sort of slip balls through to him should they need. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine a better um, front three for uh, for even that, it, think- even with the sort of attacking uh, gusto that they show, if they want to shut out a game, then those three players are perfect outlets for that. Do you think Belgium have just been underestimated by a lot of people because th- of their disappointments in the last Yeah, I absolutely two, do. Two well, and, because, and because the manager is Roberto Martinez, who would be seen at international level as an unfashionable manager. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, international <clears throat> management is, is a very different thing from club management as well, isn't it? It's especially modern international management. It's almost like a different thing. He's surprisingly a- young for an international manager yeah. as well. He is. Was it fair to say, Jim, that Belgium got a lucky break? They certainly did, <laughs> didn't they? From Fernandinho's neck, I'm going to say. Uh, it was arm, was it? Was, was it his arm, his neck? Uh, called to Danny what? Murphy, it was his bicep. Do you know what it reminded <laughs> me of slightly? It uh, was when... Uh, Brazil played the Netherlands, <clears throat> excuse me, in oh, 2010. In yeah, I think yeah. said 11 then. Yeah, with the Aryan Robin. Uh, uh, no, with Wesley Snyder. And what was his name? Uh, Felipe Melo, was it, who scored oh, yeah. an own goal? I can't, it might have been Melo. But anyway, they, they scored an own goal when they were on top. They, they were 1-0 up in the first half. And they were on top and they were playing with confidence and so on and so forth. And when that own goal went in... They completely crumbled, and, mm. uh, and and the Dutch scored and made it two one. Obviously, a little bit different to what we're talking about here. But when that own goal went in, because I think it was so calamitous in one sense, a bit unlucky. You know, it wasn't you can't blame Fernandinho too much. There's a few ricochets in no, it. No, it was unlucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was unlucky, and 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 Brazil they'd gone into that game with a bit of confidence and and so on and so forth. I don't think they really fully recovered from that. I mean, the scoreline would testify no. to that. But they did look, I think Brazil were, actually are quite a nervy side. And, and I don't think maybe we give them, uh, or we don't realise that enough, because apart from this tournament, the Germans are very calm. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Spanish in, in, in some recent ones are quite calm the as Spanish well. Spanish are too calm. Yeah, well, yeah, you'd argue. <clears throat> Whereas I think Brazil, if it starts to go against them, then it then it rapidly mm, goes against absolutely. them. Absolutely. Well, they were, I think they were 
the better team until the goal. And it was slightly against the run of play. But I don't think you can argue that they were any, at any point the better team after that, which sort of, you know, um, you know, <clears throat> plugs into what you're saying, I suppose. But I think, yeah, they are, they're an emotionally led side, Brazil, mm. aren't they? Because so much hinges on them in terms of, you know, the people back home and, and what they expect from Brazil. And this is... Um, it's a really interesting time for not just Brazilian football, but for South American football. So as we discussed before, we're already on the longest run um, of, of World Cups without a South American winner. Uh, and that, that's before this tournament as well. So it's guaranteed to be the case now because it's just European sides left in it. Is, is it the case that the, the young talent has been leaving too young for too long yeah. at this point? And We've c- heard could, about that on, on the continent. <clears> could, they, could South yeah. America be a busted flush? Do they have, will it take a generation well, for this the, to the only start exce- working again? The only exception you'd imagine would be Uruguay, who've very deliberately and very obviously made their under-20s and their age group teams a priority. <clears throat> and that's what we're seeing younger players coming through. I think not just with South American sides, but with more what you would call unfashionable European leagues as yeah. well. We heard about it on the continent. Andy was, would say that oh, whereas Dutch players would leave early 20s, they're now leaving at 17, 18, and there's no, yeah. there's no chance for them to really... They don't play as much, blah, blah, blah. So, and that affects the, uh, the national team. I, I thought that... The, okay, just to mention on this point about South America, could you argue that South America overachieve, considering the resources they have? Europe has so much more resources, population-wise, Uruguay, mm. tiny population. Okay, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, sizable populations. Mm. Uh, but considering a lot of their talent goes, their, their, strong, their leagues at home aren't uh, particularly strong, you know, often allegations of sort of corruption and so on. And, and on another day, the ball would have dropped for Brazil, they'd have gone through. You can read too much into yeah, that, maybe. perhaps. Well, look at the way Colombia played against England. They've only got themselves to blame. They could have come out and actually had a, a, made a fist of it, but they didn't. They, 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 I they, think they would have won, Pete, if they did that. Yeah. If Colombia had come out to play, I, I genuinely, looking back on it, I've watched the game back, I think they probably would have won. With, yeah. with Hamas Rodriguez in there you'd have oh yeah for sure but but on the on the um on on that point marcus just to follow up very briefly the best players in the world play in europe that and that's not that's not me being sort of eurocentric and sort of small-minded the best players play in europe the biggest clubs in terms of finances and all that stuff are in europe so that is by definition i think the crucible of where the best football is played um and i see your point about um about um, maybe the South American teams are over. I think certainly teams like Uruguay are massively overachieved. Obviously, I mean, and someone like Peru to even be there would be would be seen as an overachievement given their mm-hmm. resources and their population and stuff. Um, Jim said something interesting to me yesterday during the Brazil Belgium game where you said that you thought Belgium really well and truly deserved to win. Oh, absolutely, and, and I think I sort of do agree but only to a lesser extent because Brazil were knocking on the door big time in the mm. second half. They had 27 shots. Yeah. There's a lot's been made of that. Yeah. Um, to Fellaini kept answering though, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, he did. Exactly. <laughs> but I, th- I think they deserve credit for being defensively oh, yeah. very solid. Um, but they, 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 in terms of formation, Belgium matched Brazil. Brazil, play, I find it odd that they played, and I said this earlier in the tournament, so I'm not just saying it because he had a bit of an anonymous game this time around. I don't see why you play Jesus ahead of um, ahead of Firmino, Firmino in that I type agree. of game. You, Firmino's, I think, has got a lot more in his locker and he's a lot more of a focal point. And also, I think they also struggle a bit from, which is odd because they look like such a settled side coming into the tournament. They play Coutinho deeper and don't play Renato Augusto, who's more naturally in that position, more natural in that position, because they want to squeeze. William, Neymar and Coutinho in the same team and that's their best way of doing it we saw France have a problem with that earlier mm. on trying to squeeze Dembella and Mbappe in and now Deschamps just made the choice just to drop Dembella and then they look a lot more balanced as a result so you wonder I know it's easy to be wise after the event uh, you wonder whether they made some, some sort of selection errors there but to be perfectly fair I mean Lukaku's 
all-round game in that. I mean, for about, probably for about, definitely for a half and possibly for a bit longer than that, he was unreal. Like, mm. Absolutely unreal. I mean, and you look at all the obvious attributes he's got in his locker, his strength, his pace, his uh, finishing, his power. Look at the run he makes for that De Bruyne goal. Well, exactly. It's, it's a textbook world-class forward run. Don't underestimate the intelligence of, uh, yeah. of Romelu Lukaku as a footballer as well because often with players who are physically impressive... You, you, yeah. you describe them as machines or beasts yeah. and all this kind of stuff and you think of smaller players uh, as you know wildly intelligent like Kante or, or David Silva or something like that the man has unbelievable football intelligence there mm. with, with the runs he was making and also just to take the pressure we talked about Harry Kane in the Columbia game or Lukaku did it you know to the nth degree taking the pressure off that Belgian back four and they needed pressure to be alleviated yeah, yeah. at times <laughs> for yeah. out. and Hazard as well uh, you know another sort of mm. dynamic and intelligent player as well to do that running into uh, the corners uh, frustrating the mm. Brazilians and it took Miranda who's a very very canny operator at the back for Brazil it took yeah. him about an hour to to begin to get to grips with Lukaku Miranda's a big boy as well yeah. and, and, and so uh, to, to, to boss that Brazil back line around a little bit it was always going to take something uh, quite monumental because mm. they are solid at the back you know and, and we haven't even mentioned De Bruyne's goal what a strike yeah, that was yeah. we see him do arrow. that in the Premier League but it was yeah. an arrow Pete Donaldson an arrow to it the was, heart. Uh, and, and Not the, one of those romantic ones, though. No. <laughs> the best, the best compliment I can play Lukaku is I was when I was watching it. I was thinking he reminds me of um, the original Ronaldo. Mm. Yeah, because because he would he would take the ball, his touch would be kill it dead. He'd knock the ball past the defender, and he would just munch, just <laughs> smash through him, <laughs> yeah. or run round him. Yeah. Like he, he would be going round. He's, he's a big old unit, as we know, and he'd be going round smaller. You'd think quicker in your mind. You'd think quicker defenders. Mm. He he did that thing which which top strikers do, Marcus, where. He knocks the ball down a line and he takes a longer arc off the pitch yeah. to go round them but still mm. gets there first. Yeah, and Ronaldo yeah, yeah. used to do that all the time. Uh-huh. And that's what it reminded me of. Of course, he didn't score and that would have been the um, the cherry on top. But he, he won that I mean, he won that game for Belgium because he was able to open up the space for De Bruyne and Hazard. And Hazard and De Bruyne were fantastic as well. But for me, they, they were just terrified of Lukaku, and, and, and rightly so. But Martinez set them up so well, really, because Chadley and, and Fellaini hadn't started. They came on in the previous game, and he put them in there. Mm. And that midfield three gave the front three license to do all that kind of stuff. And, and I th- Martinez has to take credit. Well, because... that, that's the thing, doesn't it? Like In international football... <clears throat> Um, like it or not, that's not the biggest and most lucrative uh, competition in in the world. So, like most of the most uh, most of the elite managers are in club football. Yeah. So Martinez, you'd probably argue, he's not the most underwhelming manager in the World Cup in that kind of top strata of, of team that could actually challenge for it. I think he's probably up there, to be honest, in in in, in the way that uh, well, he's just got. He's, just, down. he's got great players, uh, yeah. and, and, and I mean that will help. But, I but mean, he's, he's making use of it though. Will how many how many players, times yeah. have teams like Belgium, teams like the Netherlands, just fallen to bits just because they've got too many really really decent players and they just yeah. can't play together? Well, and people just... are making a lot, of, and, and rightly so. About... And he's made good substitutions as well. He has. People talking about the systems being Definitely. better than individuals has been a lot of chat from this tournament. You know, you look at Sweden. Uh, at the time of recording, they're, they're in a quarter-final. They may well be in a semi-final by the time people <laughs> uh, listen to this. But look at England as well. You know, England have had uh, perhaps a, a better tournament, even if they go out to Sweden, uh, depending on the manner of uh, if they did go out, etc. Mm. and so on. Uh, you know, England, Sweden, uh, Russia as well. 
and, and, and you would put Belgium in that category. The system is important. But of course, uh, Belgium not only have the system, they have fantastic players, which is a worry for everybody. Belgium are five to two second favourites for the tourney now. Mm. Uh, £10 with bet 365 returns £35, including stake. And just on that key players thing, um, it helps, I think, with Belgium that they don't have a standout star. They've yeah. got lots of really good players and lots of really good personalities. Moussa Dembele on the bench. I know. He'd, he'd, he'd be England's best midfielder. But one of the, <laughs> one, Yeah, one of the lessons we've learned, I think, watching this World Cup is that it's sort of okay to have a standout star player, mm-hmm. but you have to use them properly. You would say England's is Kane, but the type of character and the type of player he seems to be, it seems to not be a problem no. that... that um, that he is the star man and he seems to fit in nicely. But if you look at other teams with Neymar, Messi, um, one or two others. It's just distraction. That, yeah, yeah. It, it, it becomes almost detrimental. You've got to get the ball to him. But yeah. if you give the ball to Kane, nine times out of ten, he'll be in front of goal and he'll try and have a shot. So at least there's some end product there. But if you give it to Neymar, you might not get anything out of it. You Cristiano Ronaldo as well, by the way. They, yeah. like, I mean, he's, he's gone as well. A golden age for individualism in uh, in football, really, in a sense, when you, when you, you look at that. Neymar is... Probably the biggest disappointment in the World Cup. Which, is that fair? Given yeah. what was expected from him and given what we know I th- he can I th- produce? I think VAR has brought the worst out in, in him <laughs> yeah. to, to a certain extent. I think, <laughs> I think, well, I think to get any decisions, he thought, well, I've got to spend a lot of time on the floor. And, and, and the memes and all that stuff has kind of overshadowed uh, a, a talented man um, playing his but, trade. But Pete, I, th- I think that uh, may be true, but he has always been like that. Yeah, I mean, he, I, he, he's he, been particularly shitty. He's, he's, um, around, he's, I remember him when he... When he well, well, first aware it was. I was first aware of him, and I remember thinking, "God, he spends a lot of time on the deck, this guy." Yeah, um, and don't forget, he was he was one who was being derided by pundits you know, wrongly, of course, as being a bit of a bit of a YouTube player at one time mm. um, because he spent a lot of time doing tricks and flicks and a lot of time diving around, and everyone sort of wrote him off early on. Mm. So he has always done that. I'm not saying it hasn't mm. made it worse, mm. but also, I mean, you talk about Jim, you talk about saying he's been. A, He's been a you know a disappointment or whatever. It is fine margins though because in that final minute, if he kills yeah. that on the top corner, yeah, 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 the, the momentum shifts towards Brazil. If I mean anything can happen, and all of a sudden Neymar's inspired them to a quarterfinal yeah. win. So it, 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 with a player like that who's so well known and the pressure is so firmly on them, it's essentially shit or bust. Mm. There's no in between. Mm. No one's ever going to say, "Oh, Neymar had an okay game." Doesn't happen. If he'd yeah. managed to put that. Uh, like a few inches to the right I don't think that would have been served yeah. Yeah. it's a great save and Courtois had a very good game but we what did. I mean is throughout the tournament we he's saw so taller examples. isn't he Jim mm. he's taller than yeah. all the other exactly. keepers so it's he's going to be really brilliant an achievement. isn't he yeah, yeah. sorry if you're that basically tall basically a giant there's yeah. no <laughs> room in the goal should have caught that on his arse cheek <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the problem with Neymar from, from a spectator's point of view and this is someone who really wanted to see him do well uh, was the selfishness like the, you know not releasing balls when he should have done trying mm. to take on three men when he had a pass on just but possibly because the pressure that's on of him having to, you know, bring it home for Brazil, but it, he he's 26 years old. He's a better player than that. We, we you know, he doesn't play like that. Um, his club side, he's a lot more. Of a, he displays a lot more intelligence and a lot mm. more sort of teamwork. And it was really disappointing. He, he's not had a good tournament in terms of his persona or image. No, no. And, not and in I my think... dad's uh, point of view. Anyway, he loves What's the Neymar meme. That's a, he never gets involved in the World Cup. But I've been sent multiple Neymar um, memes I thought Stuart was concentrating on his Putin memes at the moment. yeah he does like a bit of Putin he likes a bit of um, he likes taking pictures of Careful. Uh, things he's written <laughs> things he's uh, read sorry in the newspaper don't and, uh, stitch your father up <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah it's a shame because actually I thought Neymar had in terms of actual playing when he was on his feet uh, into you know in the World Cup his World Cup I thought he did alright actually mm. I thought yeah, he wasn't bad you know he scored Two a goals, couple of uh, important but goals even the one he set up was a shot wasn't it that was saved yeah. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, but, but, but it's, it's a problem. It's not just that he takes all the pressure on his own shoulders. 
it's I think it's a part of the, at least part of the squad also put it on his shoulders yeah. also look to him don't know which way to turn don't know what to do you can't argue that William plays the same way for Brazil as we've seen him play for Chelsea mm. it's completely different because he seems to think oh the ball never comes down my side anyway this is what Dybala said about Messi he said I find it hard to play with him because I just think oh I've got the ball I, I should probably give it to Messi and Dybala's <laughs> yeah, a fantastic yeah. player as we know he scored some great goals for Juventus and so on and I, I just I think it's a shame because uh, Cheech or Cheechy as the Brazilians call him um Seems like quite a level-headed bloke. I thought he had great balance in this his side. I mean, even after the game, he said, Brazil have a lot of top players and finished well. For all the pain I feel right now, if you like football, you have to watch this game. It's going to give you pleasure. You know, that's a really, uh, uh, you know, what, what would be the word? Uh, sort gracious. Of gracious and sort of gentlemanly stuff. I thought the Uruguay manager, manager said, did it, said the exact same thing. He was like going, look, you know, this isn't... This- he said something about dreams and says it's the end of one dream, but more dreams. Oh, I like stuff like that. Yeah, he also said that he also said that you know no complaints. France were a better team mm. and, and and all that. But I mean, Belgium obviously go into the semi final against France, and you'll get ten to one on Lukaku to be top scorer at the tournament with Bet three six five now. Ten pound returns one hundred and ten pound, including stake. He deserved one yesterday, didn't he? Mm, he, he did. Really yeah, did. Belgium unbeaten in twenty four. They've won five out of five at the tournament they've scored a lot of goals I think 14 in total mm. got a hand to Martinez I've criticised him but you got a hand to him after you last night you do indeed well we're going to talk about their semi-final opponents France after this cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at UH1.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss this episode of the football ramble is sponsored by better help life throws many different challenges at us and as a result we all have our own sources of stress whether big or small those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways and if we don't address them they can have an outsized and unwanted impact Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble.
Welcome back to the World Cup Ramble, everybody. Uruguay are out. They were beaten 2-0 by the French. Sadly, this one will be remembered, probably, uh, for Maslera's error for Griezmann's goal. Mm. Oh, it was a bad one. It was. He tried tried to tip it when he could possibly have held it, and I think that's what muffed it up. Fair to say, Gary Neville's a bit annoyed about it. Oh, Gary Neville was really on one, wasn't he? I don't know what ITV have done to Gary Neville. (laughs) (laughs) a different person. Brought him down to their level. He was was really angry at uh, Jimenez about uh, him crying in the wall and stuff. He's like... Calling him a, you know, uh, all this idiot and all this stuff. I know. Right? It's, it's, what was it? What was it? it the quote? I have, I have no words. Well, actually, I do have words because I've just used them. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was my habit. I have no more him. words. Very yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also said when Hugo Lloris made that incredible save, I forget who from, he said, I, I'm of the opinion that every shot should be saved. <laughs> every shot on every target. Every shot. Not happy unless like, a league season finishes nil nil in every game. <laughs> I like the way he says every shot on target. Well, one that's not on target, it's not going to go in. Yeah. So don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Ignore those. That's, that's mad. Like, that is, I appreciate, you know, what he's saying and, you know, the standards he sets for himself and all that, all that Roy Keane style gibberish. But, like, that, it just re- disregards reality. Just disregards <laughs> He's obviously it. not said what he means. No, yeah, I, no, I, I, I do think there's, enough, there's been a feeling for a while, certainly in the Moore camp, mm. that uh, Neville's a better pundit than he is co commentator. I don't think his voice is quite. Uh, it's, 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 oh! Yeah, it's, not, not as in, not not necessarily that, but just the tempo of the voice and when he when he comes in. I think co-commentators are good because they're quite sort of sort of st- one step back if you're not. Yeah, yeah. It's just chip it. Neville seems to want to be involved all the time. I, I don't like the ones that try and get like uh, Pally or, or Mock the the, the, whoa, the commentator whoa, whoa. and stuff. Well, you're not going to slag off Coyster here, are you? <laughs> and if you're going to slag off Laura, you'll have me to deal with. Yeah. It. Well, oh, it's the football ramble. Exactly. Oh, you and Laura have got a weird little loving going on here that, that he's Loro, aware of. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, he's just he's What's just happened uh, to you. You've, uh, yeah, you've switched Loro massively. Now. But for me, Laura is the sort of guy that because you know, I'll tell you how I can best explain this. So it depends what type of person you are. If you go into a room and there's a really really sort of embarrassing like person in there um <laughs> For and, company, and, yeah yeah and, and <laughs> can't help gravitate towards him because you want to watch them what what mad yeah. shit they'll do yeah because sometimes people find that really embarrassing and they cringe on behalf of that person they can't deal with it and they have yeah. to leave the room as i'm the sort of person, yeah. oh, i love it i think it's fast- <laughs> I, I think it's fascinating and Loro's very much like that to me i, yeah. I sit there watching or listening to Loro, looking forward to what he's going to say or do next <laughs> yeah so that's why i like him that's what i mean look get on but yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> is it also that you need some company in your var trench yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think it's disgusting. I'm sat in that trench with the Washington Post now, Jim, though, so it feels a little bit more comfortable. I feel, I feel a bit sorry. you wrought. Maslair, he's 32 years old. He's been a wonderful servant for... for 100 caps, Marcus. Yeah, over 100 Over 100 caps. caps. Yeah. It's a great shame for him. You'd, mm. you'd expect it to be his last World Cup, unless he was maybe sort of second or third choice for the next yeah. one. The great thing about that is that um, I think Watford have might, might well have done a deal for him. Oh, yeah. oh really? Um, before yesterday. But and it I just emotion, slipped through their fingers. No, I can imagine him picking up the phone through his He's not answering now. The agent's not answering. <laughs> Leave a voicemail. Yeah, we want to talk to you about that deal because uh, that was a little bit shit. <laughs> agent's not. He's screening picks, the calls. He picks, but, up you the, know, picks up the phone, drops it. Oh the, no. The interesting thing about the Maslera error was that, it, to me, in principle, it was almost exactly the same as the Loris Carrius error in the Champions League final. I'm going to say Pat Bonner. It was a bit similar yeah. to that, yeah. It was a bit similar. But, but it didn't Pat, move in the air. But Pat tried to catch that. Yeah. Packy Bonner tried to catch that. He did. What Mislera's trying to do there is he's trying to parry it out. Yeah. yeah. Whereas what Carriers was trying to do was catch it to release it quick and took his eye off it. But the principle is the same. Mislera was doing that because they were already losing the game. If it, if, if it was nil-nil, he's not doing that. So he's, gonna, he's gonna, probably going to catch it and he's probably going to roll it out because they always like to build up from the bat. But he was trying to get it going as quick as possible and he took his eye off it. Mm. Well, France always, looked like they could, France always looked like they could turn it up a notch if if needs be. They're looking dangerous they're like a, that. They're a funny team, aren't they? It seems to me that they, they let the other team set the agenda 
play to that agenda and and then win yeah. effectively. It's quite sort of it's quite a bit reactive. of German efficiency yeah. about Definitely. Them. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. A bit of a bit of sort of a, uh, Italian kind of uh, mentality towards I'll t- it as I'll well. T- I'll tell you who, by the way, is having an absolutely shocking World Cup, and that's Jose Mourinho. <laughs> because, have you been keeping up with him? Because Lukaku looked amazing. Paul Pogba has a brilliant. Oh, yes. For a minute, I thought you've been watching Russia today, and, no, no, uh, no, and no. you've been keeping no. up with his punditry. I was thinking to no. myself, you enjoy the summer. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the second of his punditry, <laughs> but I have seen quite a lot of the players that play for him regularly You're doing, right, doing right. a lot better. Fellaini. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Luke, to be fair, Luke, apparently, Luke Shaw looks in good. I was going to say he, he scored a hat trick with his mates the other day, <laughs> yeah. and then his top off and that ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. But I, I, Griezmann almost didn't want to accept the goal, did he? Yeah, yeah. that was. A funny he looked one. embarrassed by it. That's right. Yeah, well, Griezmann, Griezmann also crying. I don't know about that. He was saying before the game that too. he loves Uruguay and he feels like part Uruguayan. And I mean, he was saying that too much before the he game. He was a bit too much. Yeah. And, and some of the Aleti players were just like, yeah, you know what he's like. And then Luis Suarez just said, well, he's not Uruguayan at all. He's no idea what it's to be Uruguayan. And basically, just was, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> do, you think Luis, do you think Luis Suarez has ever told or enjoyed a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon he has. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he. It's a very small country. There's no room for jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no room for jokes, guys in Uruguay. Yeah, but surely everyone's just heard them. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going to say, well, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like hearing all your dad's jokes. Like, Dad, you did that one years ago. Uh, Isabel, yeah. necessarily about yes, it is. My, gran- my, my grandmother, my grandmother always tells jokes and then cracks up laughing at his own jokes. And then when, when you say to him, "Grandad, you're not supposed to laugh at your own jokes," he says, "Well, you don't know I've heard that one before." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pogba had another good game. He did, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. And uh, I'm trying to think, Wayne Rooney has moved twice and now there's a Wayne Rooney day in Washington, D.C. I personally enjoyed. David De Gea, though. David De Gea. I personally enjoyed. Let's call it outfield players. There's always a caveat with goalkeepers. I've personally enjoyed every single Mourinho player in the first game of the World Cup emerge out of the tunnel like someone who's been kept in a basement for five years. What is this beautiful <laughs> Rubbing green. their eyes, looking at a football like it's been like like a caveman discovering fire, yeah, like poking yeah, it yeah. and then being brilliant. Eating a dragonfly. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> that was amazing, wasn't no. it? <laughs> that was so grim. I forgot about that. <laughs> Do you think it's because he's got his gloves on? He's just got a gobbit out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's so grim. Like when sometimes a goalkeeper gets a defender over to do his shoelaces. Yeah. Defender jogs over. What do you need? Shoelaces, it? Dragonfly. <laughs> Protein, <laughs> protein. We all need protein. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think that if you if you played under Jose Mourinho to then go and play for Roberto Martinez would be just the tonic? Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Do what I want. Strangely, it. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that that um, when that dragonfly came out of Lloris's mouth, it had like a Nike tick on it. It was actually a, was actually a viral advert, like a bit, bit of grilling marketing. Was it the England it dragonfly? A, <laughs> it was a tiny drawn. Um, uh, the absence of Edison Cavani. Was yeah. huge for Uruguay, wasn't well, that, it? That, that was the huge problem for them. I mean, you know, uh, if you take it in the context of um, Premier League fantasy football, when your team gets a clean sheet, your defenders, your goalkeeper, and your midfielders will get points for that. Mm. Your forwards don't, and that's wrong. That's outdated in the modern game, and I'll tell you why. Because the, 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 in the modern game, defending starts from the front. Cavani was missed as much for his defensive qualities as he was for his attacking threat. Mm. And when you have a drop off from Cavani to Stuani. And obviously, I'm basing that mostly on his Middlesbrough career. I haven't seen him much since, and, and, and fair enough, I might be wrong. But the, to me, the drop-off looks very, very obvious. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, obviously, you take away the fifty percent of that partnership. But defensively, Cavani is—he's just a real hassle as well. And they missed that badly. It was almost like they didn't. Ha- 
Uruguay didn't have uh, enough to disrupt the French sort of rhythm. Suarez mm. almost like, couldn't do it on his own. No. There was a point actually where Suarez got very frustrated with Tuani, wasn't he? Because a, a piece of play broke down. He had uh, a really easy a ball decision. to play and he yeah, put it out of play. Right, yeah. From the left, yeah. Well, from yeah, the right, It was sorry. the first time in, in a competitive <clears throat> match that, that Cavani and Suarez didn't start together since March 2017. You break up a partnership like that, which mm. has been so crucial, then mm. it was always going to be very, very difficult, you know. Uh, but one of the Uruguayan players, Laxalt, down the, um, down, the, down one of the flanks at the, the fullback gave a good account of himself yeah, you were enjoying that performance I think he's a really good player it's a player I've not really seen an awful lot of before this tournament um, I know he's been at Genoa for a while and maybe we'll have to ask old Hornzo Hornzo <clears throat> um, but for me I was surprised by exact, just how much ground he covers against obviously a genuinely really good team mm. there was one point where he was up supporting an attack in the sort of left wing position and the ball broke with Mbappe who I've led to believe is quite quick mm-hmm. and uh, and <laughs> All of a sudden, Laxalt just appeared in the penalty area. I defended it. It must have been five seconds later. Oh, yeah. um, I think he's got a real engine on him. I thought he did really well. I think he's had a good tournament. Um, I mean, he looks a bit like... I mean, he looks a bit like a sort of bad rapper in the fact mm. that he's got, like, the old the old uh, braids and cornrows. Uh, and I know stuff. what you mean. I know what you uh, mean. So I'm not, I'm not too too big on his, uh, on his sartorial choices, but, I um, mean, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. So no. I'll stick to his footballing stuff, and I thought he was very good, and I think he'll be a miss to the tournament. Okay, well, um, we have fixtures today, gentlemen. We oh, before do. we have those, though, I should just point out that France are 2-1 to favourites to win the World Cup now. Oh. £10 with Bet365 returns £30, including stake. I hope they get tested against Belgium. I think it'll be a good game. It will be a good game. And, and I hope to see Philippe Albert again in the pre-match again. Did you see him? He was on telly. He was on telly before the Belgium match. Just doing overhead oh. kicks. <laughs> well, you, I mean, if, if you're Belgium or France, you know, if you come through that game, you'd fancy yourself in the final, really, wouldn't you? I mean, that, I've said it either. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, I'm not being funny. I know I criticise Gareth Southgate's um, choices in the uh, Belgium match, but oh, that side of the draw looks horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it looks fucking horrible. But that's the thing, though. You look at the players France and Belgium have. I mean, with the exception of Croatia's uh, midfield pairing, mm. there's 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 not that much else in in sort of comparison in the rest of of the group. Is, it, is, is this a joke? The... What are you forgetting about someone? I am. Who are you forgetting about? Those Swedes. <laughs> Those magnificent Swedes. Yeah. And of course, England do play Sweden today. Um, when he says magnificent Swedes, all he's thinking about is Ulrike Johnson and Sven Jorn Eriksson in his head. Or some lovely mashed sweet with a bit of roast beef. Oh. <laughs> Which we'll be having later. La roast beef. <laughs> Someone sent me a, a Swedish fan. Set, or sent sent us you a Swedish uh, fan? No, well, I put it on Matt's wow. in it. <laughs> a Swedish fan sent us a, uh, a video on the, on the Facebook group, uh, which was made in Sweden, basically just talking about how terrible their team are right. and uh, how they're, they're all a bunch of nobodies that play for these pointless little teams. So like, yeah, you're going to win England. Oh, Get confident. It's mind yeah. games. They Sweet, don't like it from us. Sweden have very much taken the, the line of, oh, England always uh, underestimate us. That's yeah. and, and, and England uh, think that they're better than us. And actually, listen to Gareth Southgate. He is at pains to say, <laughs> we always underestimate these guys. We're not going to do it this time yeah. and, and so on. And oh, so no, forth. we did it again. Yeah. <laughs> what really makes me laugh is people in, like, in pubs are saying that. I've seen you get a little bit cheery about that sort of thing Marcus it's fine for me to underestimate Sweden it's yeah. absolutely fine as long as the players don't yeah, I don't, yeah. Fine, but it's weird how you get into well, this that's mindset the thing, yeah. don't, don't like if it, well, no matter what the, the English tabloids are saying you know like as you say it doesn't matter what, what's the team and the players trying to, to say and do in, so in World Cup 90 um, Bobby Robson I think it was World Cup 90 after the tournament was asked about Cameroon and whether they underestimated them. Yeah. And he said, we didn't underestimate them. They were just far better than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope we're not saying that about Sweden. Yeah. Well, I think, like, I, think, I think we said in the last bit, like Sweden is 
going to be pretty much the same as our last match, but with less fighting, yeah, less possibly. punching and less kicking. I, they Sweden don't win matches, but they don't lose them either. Uh, I could see it going to penalties. Well, do you know what? This is, this and that's my worry, <laughs> because England have now gone, yeah, yeah, we did this with the penalties, and that was our, our technique there, and so you've given everything away. Yeah, yeah, but, but, then, yeah but then also England... I mean, yeah, but if you hit penalties like that, you're probably going to score them every single well, time. Even Henderson probably going to put his away. But, Pete, that's... <laughs> what?! They're going to not let. Curse they're going to take Pickford's. Right they're going to take Pickford's water bottle away. <laughs> Do you want to go out? The, one, the, out the one thing. That, I mean, the thing I worry about is with you. The, the thing. <laughs> I, the thing I worry about is that England haven't created many chances That's actually, right, yeah. and and Sweden very good defensively, and, and I think England might struggle there. Sweden themselves actually. To be fair, have created chances. Even against Germany, yeah. they created a few. Against Switzerland, a very stubborn side, they created chances there. So England yeah. have got to be at the races. A couple of things worry me about it. it one, one of which is Sweden's uh, three clean sheets to England's none. Yeah. They're very, very good mm. at that. Uh, I also think as well, this uh, an underestimation thing is a problem because England could not underestimate Sweden and Sweden could still win for yeah. those two reasons. that They're very good defensively. We're not creating enough um, it, from open play. It's, it might be a very set-piece heavy game again. And also, I don't think Sweden would play for penalties, um, but they would certainly be a lot more comfortable with the idea of it than we would even just having come out of a penalty shootout. So yeah. that's, that's another thing that goes in their favour. I think what, what needs to be said about this game as well is that this is as much a World Cup quarterfinal as it is if it would be against Germany yes. you know, or Brazil. Like Sweden are there because they deserve to be there. And it, yeah, it's, it, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I, think, I'm nervous. I, think, I think Sweden will be a puzzle that England have to solve yes. more than a sort of um, you have a go, we have a go type mm. thing. I, I don't think, no, I've said I go at Pete for tempting fate. At the risk of tempting fate, I think it's a game England should win. If you can't beat um, Sweden, you've got no right to be yeah, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So and, and Sweden, and let's, let's be fair here, of course Sweden have grown into the tournament and they've done very well, particularly after that gut punch against Germany mm. to, to turn it around. Mm. But they didn't even think they were going to qualify. Mm. I mean, they, 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 they were absolutely, I remember vividly, they were excited to even qualify, to even yeah. be there. And when they got that draw, no one thought Sweden would come out of the group. So they're, I think Sweden have got the air of a team who are a bit like quarterfinal is about as far as they can go. But England have got to do their job. It's the same. Mm. In a way, it's different to the Columbia game because of the profile of the team. But in a way, it's the same because it's a team. If England do their job properly, they'll win the game. But it depends how England approach it and, again, how they execute mm. it. Yeah, very true. Uh, in the other semi, it's semi-final. I was going to say Russia v Croatia. That's a quarterfinal very much so. Although, although is it? Are the Russians tinkering? Are they going to put no. themselves in the... No, it is a quarterfinal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they play Croatia, of course. And... Uh, it's a tough one to call because of 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 the the reasons of this World Cup being a bit mental and so on and so forth. I think if uh, the Russian fans uh, have the same sort of vibe like they did against Spain, mm. that's exactly what the team needs. If suddenly they go, oh well, we we expect to go through, which I don't think they will. Then uh, I like Russia here. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I think they've got a really really good chance. They've got yeah. a better chance than anyone's given them. I think Croatia are um, have their own problems. I wasn't impressed at all with Croatia in the last round. No. Um, I thought Russia were um, impressive at what they did and how they executed their game plan against Spain. And it will be such a partisan crowd, which will make a difference, given that they're playing against a team who, in the knockout phase, generally speaking, have struggled to live up to their potential. I think it's a bit of a heady mix for Croatia, a bit of a heady brew. Yeah. I wonder if they could deal with it. They can't play it as badly and as disjointedly as they did oh, last night. Oh, you wait and see. Well, this yeah, is yeah, it with Croatia, isn't it? It's almost like one match on, one match off. So if you know if the Croatia that beat Argentina turns up, that would be a very very different story. Maybe mm. Argentina's b- being terrible helped them with that. No, but I think but it's group you know, stage on, knockout stage off. 
Right. I think with Croatia. But then maybe they've turned the screw with that penalty shootout win. But anyway, Luke, what is yeah. our best bet with Bet365? Yeah, we've got another best bet. And we're going to go with Russia v Croatia. Uh, and I've selected Russia and Croatia to go to penalties at 4-1. to one. Doesn't matter who wins, as long as it goes to penalties. £50 with Bet365 returns £250, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, begambleaware.org. Our best bet with Bet365 is Russia v Croatia to go to penalties. There we are. Before we leave you, we've got some correspondee, PT. We have got some correspondee. My phone's just being some doing silly buggers. But here we are. Lars uh, Lorisons. Hello, Lars uh, Lorisons. Oh, he sounds Swedish. Get him out. Mm. Get him uh, out. Rambler's Hall. We haven't had a hall for a while, so I thought I'd stick it in because it's a World Cup special and uh, it's not canon in many ways. Uh, <laughs> just uh, just a quick message from Belgium. Even though you don't do emails in the World Cup rambles, we occasionally do, Lars. Dot, 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 dot. Easy. <laughs> easy. Easy, easy, easy. Cheers from Antwerp. Senior final, you stupid little slugs. Okay. Uh, well, we doing. E- hopefully, this time tomorrow, we'll be doing a rendition of Easy. <laughs> but we yeah. may well not be. Easy like mm. Sunday morning. Uh, Andrew Murray says uh, During 2004, I was 16 and we were all watching the England versus Portugal quarter final match around a mate's house. It was a 1 1 in the second half of extra time and England's attack at pace. My mate, the host, urges everyone to put their drinks down in case we score because we were talking, or rather, I was basically saying, Put your goddamn drinks down before yeah. you celebrate. Uh, so we don't chuck the lager all over uh, his mum's living room carpet. I told him he was going to jinx it, and not 30 seconds later, Portugal promptly flight fly the other end on the break, and Rui Costa scores. I turned to my mate and screamed at him outright that the goal was his fault. Do not put your beer down in anticipation of a goal. Now, that's different to what I'm saying. Penalty shootout, it's a different thing. Yeah. You know goals are going to fly in. Yep. Well, this is the thing. I think there's a, there's a line to be drawn here around what we're seeing on video of, of people, people just throwing beers around. Uh, I think if you are caught up in the moment and you're drinking a beer and England score a goal or your team score a goal mm. and it spills through emotion, yeah. let it spill, brother. Drop it. Let, it, let spill. it spill. If you plan <laughs> to wait for England to put the ball in the back of their end of penalty and then launch your beer in the air as far as you can, one, you're wasting your own beer. Yeah. And, and two, you're going to get other people wet for if, no reason. If you're in the north, beer's a little cheaper. Yeah. If you're in London and you're throwing beers around, if a man can run away from a terrorist attack with a beer in his hand and not yeah, spill it, true. those beers are expensive. Mm, so don't yeah. throw them around, would, guys. Would you tear up a £5 note and throw it in the air? No, you <laughs> yes, can't because they're would. plastic now. But <laughs> yeah, if you, in theory, <laughs> would you do it? <laughs> I guess you'd have to burn it. I've actually seen Pete do that. Yeah. Really. Uh, ben Pittman. Ben Pittman. Hello, Ben. Uh, hi, chaps. I managed to stumble upon this today. I'm sure Pete will enjoy this. I will. Apparently, uh, <laughs> Philippe Albert, Belgium and Newcastle legend, went a bit rogue with his commentating during in the last minute of Belgium versus Japan, shouting, je l'ai dit bordel. I said brothel. I don't know. And no one has wow. any idea why I shouted it. <laughs> very, on, very on brand for Philippe. Very on brand. That yeah. Strange, so apparently, it? like, uh, people have, like, made t-shirts of uh, je l'ai dit bordel. Uh, so, yeah. So, What's like, he going to do when they win it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we know, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I don't think I want to know. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Philippe Albert. Hey. Everyone knows his name. Yeah. They do now, Peter. Yeah. Rupert the Bear song. Ah, Rambo, of course. Love that. Yeah, love that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end on that high note there from Pete Donaldson. Now, can we end, Marcus, with you giving us a Jerry Springer sort of type final word ahead of the England yeah. game? And now for my final shot. <laughs> um, uh, play well, play fair, play firmly. Have a crying out loud win. Yeah. Sounds like a mattress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> win. Uh, thanks for listening to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. We're all off to watch the match. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Go on, England! Goodbye from me in London. London, goodbye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.